This podcast is brought to you by OnTrack Studio. Hello and welcome to the Stillness Everyday Podcast. My name is Herodotos and this podcast exists to help you find stillness in all aspects of your life, in finance, in health, in mindset and in your relationships. I created this business because I believe that if you can develop the ability to find stillness in your mind, you will learn to create harmony in all aspects of your life. Find us at Stillness Every Day on social media or stillnesseveryday.com. A lot of people ask me how they can get started with meditating. Now, my first experience with meditation was at a Vipassana retreat, which is 10 days in silence. But I understand this isn't practical for most people. That's why we created the Stillness Everyday Journal. This journal has a range of prompts, which allow you to not only create your day, but reflect on your day at the end of it. The journal also has a range of audible meditations, which are perfect for beginners. Check out stillnesseveryday.com. Again, fiber is a great way to help our intestines detox because it actually binds to the toxins and helps carry them out and it improves um, our transit time so how quickly poop moves through our intestines and out so yeah it binds to it and helps it excrete it so your body's just trying everywhere it can to just get rid of toxins yeah that's why i always tell people especially people that are really hard on themselves i'm like if you only knew how hard your body was working for you at every single second like because especially people that aren't so health conscious and really do pump their body full of garbage it's like you're still standing you're still alive and that's because that's because of these detoxification pathways if Mm. you drank alcohol and you didn't have a liver to detox that for you you would get poisoning and you would die because our skin's our biggest organ. We absorb everything that we put on our skin. And so it not only inhibits other detox pathways, but you're then, yeah, you're not able to detox because you're clogging them. You touched, you asked about deodorants as well. Yeah. That's why we always want to look for an aluminium-free deodorant because when we put on a normal deodorant like Rexona or something like that, it contains aluminium, which its purpose is to clog your pores so that you don't sweat. So natural deodorants that don't contain aluminium, it's more just to mask the smell but still allows you to detox by sweating. Mm. So it allows you to still sweat but you just won't be as smelly. Uh, That's like with anything in our body. If we are putting too much attention somewhere, everything else is cut off. That's like with a lot of people who when they're eating but they're like on their phones or they're stressed out, it's like your your energy is all here. It's all in your brain Mm. and you need to have that rest and digest to allow that blood flow to circulate through your digestive system and not be anxious or having a fight with someone or just be all up in your head because that just shuts off your digestive system. And then people have constipation and bloating and wind and all these other gut symptoms because they're not allowing the blood flow to their gut. What does salt do to water? Well, why should people add salt? And can you add too much salt? Like, if you're someone that consumes, like, takeaway pizza, a lot of takeaway things that already contain a lot of salt, I would be like, I wouldn't do that. But someone like me or you that has, like, three home-cooked meals a day, it's like, I'm not adding excessive salt to the meal. So it's like, absolutely, add some salt to your water. Mm. And what salt does is it allows our body, our cells, to absorb 
that water so much better to really hydrate your cells. Hey guys, welcome back to the Stillness Everyday Podcast. I've got Alicia back on the podcast today. We've now done three series on health and nutrition. Alicia is a clinical nutritionist. If you haven't listened to the first three, I highly recommend it, where she will also explain a bit about her background. We've talked about male hormones, female hormones, how plastics affect your health. And today we are going to discuss what detoxing is and what it is not. So I'll pass it over to you, Alicia. What, what isn't detoxing? Let's start with that. The word detoxing is thrown around so much within the wellness influencer kind of realm. I feel like any specific diet that labels itself as a detox diet, I feel like once I explain what detoxing is, then it'll be easier to be like, okay, well, that's actually not detoxing because detoxing is something that our body does naturally for us. And on the polarity, there are then... A lot of health people that will say, oh, our body detoxes by itself. You don't need to worry about it. But I feel like I stand in the middle where I'm like, I see a lot of clients with poor detoxification and like, and I'll explain how that kind of presents and then, yeah, and how we can better help our body because there's detoxification pathways in our body and there's five systems, sorry, five, yeah, body systems that control detoxification in our body and saying like i'm just taking a green juice so i'm detoxing like that's Mm. very basic and it's like we can break that down further and create a deeper understanding of what detoxing actually is so the term like when people do juice detoxes Mm -hmm. are they actually detoxing i don't know like i'd love to hear what their claim is around how it's detoxing so What detoxing actually is, it's our body breaking down toxins. So like environmental toxins, um, like from the food that we eat, everything that we consume, as well as like internal, just toxic metabolites that our body produces. And detoxification is making those toxic chemicals less harmful and eliminating them from our body. So say we smoke a cigarette, then our, in our liver, there is enzymes that then break down all the toxins to make it less harmful for your body because otherwise smoking would literally just drop dead kill you. So right. you're, there are so many organs that then make things less toxic as they come into our body. That's why people can eat wheat bix and not die, you know. So without our detoxification organs, which I will just quickly touch on and then we'll go into more detail, that is primarily our liver that deals with toxins, but then that also involves our kidneys, our intestines, our skin, our lymphatic system. What happens when I, let's say, drink alcohol Mm -hmm. and my body needs to, I suppose, get the poisons out of my body? Yeah, so your liver, well then we have phase one detoxification in our liver, so that is when the alcohol comes (coughs) in and... Phase one can either break it down and get rid of it and it's like, okay, it's not a problem, but alcohol is a toxin. So therefore, it breaks it down into what's called an intermediate and then passes it on to phase two and goes, this is too much work for me. I'm going to pass it down to you. And then phase two breaks those toxins down so that they can be excreted from our body. Phase two. Yeah. But didn't you say there was five? Phases or there's five ways we detox? Five ways we detox. And then this is just within the liver. We have phase one and two, detoxification. 
Okay. So the liver is under the most stress when you're detoxing? Yeah. Okay. Well, it, it just work, it works the hardest, works definitely. The hardest. Yeah. Right. So if you are poisoning your body constantly by drinking alcohol, mm-hmm. would you be you affecting be, your liver the most? You would be hurting your liver. And that leads to liver cirrhosis where it hardens and then mm. it calcifies and then it stops functioning and you need your liver to detox parts of it and it's actually one of the only organs in our body that it can like a certain section of it can be cut away and then it regrows really it's quite fun so what <laughs> what are some things detouring a little bit to make your liver the healthiest it can be in terms of like food as medicine antioxidants and foods that are rich in anti-inflammatory properties like green tea and brassica vegetables especially which are like your really bright green ones so like kale silver beet all those things like bro- uh, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, and then uh, herbs like milk thistle and curcumin, which is the constituent from turmeric. But yeah, all of those beautiful. What about if eating liver? Is eating liver good for your liver? If we talk about the premise that like heals like, and like that's a very basic term, but then liver has a lot of antioxidant properties in it that can aid in mm-hmm. helping produce a healthy liver so if you had like just hypothetically i'm an alcoholic mm-hmm. and i'm smashing my liver mm-hmm. but i'm also healing my liver at the same time with all the <laughs> no. best things yeah. <laughs> no it, it's still having to work extremely hard like you you want to work on eliminating those toxins first and foremost because otherwise you can chuck whatever you want at it but you can't really it just it outweighs it Right. And then where does it go in phase two? So after it leaves the liver, what's phase two? So phase two is within the liver, but oh, then the liver. once it um, leaves the liver, it goes to the gallbladder and then it is excreted in our feces or our urine. Mm-hmm. Right. And other, other, those other four? like Yeah. So our skin is a detoxification pathway. So when... Like I will, when I'm trying to see if someone is detoxing properly, I'll say like, when you're exercising, do you break a sweat? Because there are a lot of people who just don't sweat when they exercise. Like they can be working extremely hard, but their detox pathways are not functioning properly. So they're just not sweating. So you kind of, that's a good way to think like, oh, okay, am I, are my organs working properly to make this happen? And then our intestines obviously so like our whole bowel and again fiber is a great way to help our intestines detox because it actually binds to the toxins and helps carry them out and it improves um our transit time so how quickly poop moves through our intestines and out so yeah it binds to it and helps it excrete it our kidneys as well they filter our urine and our blood so it when we have healthy kidney function we are then able to all those toxic metabolites can then bind the urine to be excreted so if you're also if you're not urinating enough during the day that's like inadequate detoxing and that's why poop is so important as well like if someone's not pooping you are not detoxing Mm. you are all those toxins are just reabsorbing in your body and that leads to and i think we discussed this in a previous podcast but that's what then 
leads to things like acne and bloating and abdominal pain and all this inflammation because those toxins are just reabsorbing and circulating everywhere again Mm. if we're not pooping them out. So that's four. What's the fifth one? Oh, our lymphatic system. So we have lymph nodes all throughout our body and you may notice that when you get sick, they swell up because all of our immune cells just target that area. Um, So things like dry brushing and massaging our lymph nodes and just building our immunity in general is really great for our lymphatic system. It's fluid-based, so water is so important for detoxification. Any kind of... So if you don't like plain water then you can opt for herbal teas contribute to it add something like lemon or lime or any other fruits you can to it to just yeah increase your water consumption as much as you can so why does the why does your immune system target those areas the lymphatic system yeah so your lymph nodes so when there's an infection like present in your body our that infection just pulls in our lymph nodes. So I'll just, for example, there's some here and then our B cells come up and they're like, okay, do we recognize this pathogen or do we not? If it doesn't, it creates an immune reaction and then our lymph nodes swell up and it is like, okay, we need to target this and get rid of it. It's a natural response to an infection coming in, like those swelling up, but we do want to then focus on building our immunity to then and by dry brushing and drinking heaps of water to create that fluidity and flush them out so that it is then excreted that is what we want rather than them just being swollen for like weeks on end like I have clients that are like I'll get sick and my lymph nodes will still be swollen for Mm. weeks that used to happen to me years ago Mm. and I used to think that I always had um tonsillitis it would just feel like it Mm. it was just so swollen I'm swollen. Yeah. Um, back to the skin. Mm-hmm. If you're not sweating, yeah, is that contributed to things like um, cosmetics or like spraying deodorants on your body? Like, does that affect your skin's ability to detox? Definitely. So, makeup and things that we put on our skin, like we have pores that are open. And makeup clogs those pores, so then our body's not able to push out those toxins from sweating, or it does sweat, but you've now opened those pores even further, so all of that, like, I don't know, if you're just going for your generic makeup that's just full of, like, synthetic chemicals and everything like that, then that is then being put into your system, into your circulation, and then you are... Because our skin's our biggest organ. We absorb everything that we put on our skin. And so it not only inhibits other detox pathways, but you're then, yeah, you're not able to detox because you're clogging them. You touched, you asked about deodorants as well. Yeah. That's why we always want to look for an aluminium-free deodorant because when we put on a normal deodorant like Rexona or something like that, it contains aluminium, which its purpose is to clog your pores so that you don't sweat. So natural deodorants that don't contain aluminium, it's more just to mask the smell but still allows you to detox by sweating. Mm. So it allows you to still sweat but you just won't be as smelly. What's the idea? Are they they trying to clog because your sweat smells? No, they're they're trying to clog it because people don't like sweat marks and things like that. It's Uh just an aesthetic thing. Right. Mm. 
if you're someone who doesn't sweat because your skin's poorly detoxing, if you went in a sauna, what happens? This is very common in people who are very underweight. When I was very sick and underweight, I would never sweat when I exercised. It didn't matter how hard I would exercise. All my organs were just shutting down. So obviously, like my liver, my kidneys, nothing was functioning the way it should. I was I was like so constipated. Like everything was just like shutting down. So I would go in a sauna and it would take me half an hour, 40 minutes to just like get the slightest bit of drip on me. Hmm. But that would be good for you? Like if you're like for someone who struggles to sweat is a sauna a good thing oh absolutely yep yep saunas are a great way to upregulate our body's detoxification pathways Mm. especially through sweating Mm. yeah and um someone asked me about it was a question that i got before this podcast about absorbing into your through your feet Mm -hmm. detoxing through your feet yeah well that just kind of rolls into everything we touched on like our skin so, like, that's why we have to be so conscious with, like, the shoes that we wear and what we put on our feet because if you're then not wearing socks, our body just absorbs mm. all those chemicals or materials that your shoes are made out of and because your feet then sweat, you're opening those pores again so then mm. everything comes in through your feet. I'm just thinking about my Burks, they're rubber. I know. <laughs> I was thinking that when I said it. I was like, <laughs> you're going to be worried about it now. I'm going to keep wearing my socks. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're someone that's possibly concerned about your liver function what are some signs or symptoms that we can look out for yeah so we touched on a few of them but i feel like fatigue and that like really tired lethargic um low energy is one of them but it's a lot of gut symptoms as well so bloating and painful bloating is definitely one i look at um nausea after eating is a huge one so like people like oh like i just feel so sick after eating all of your senses are more heightened so if you feel like you're a little bit more anxious or you're on edge and you're like you're picking up on sounds and smells and all these things like that can be a sign of a burdened liver um trouble losing weight is also a big one Mm. um just because like if you're not detoxing that causes an inflammatory state within our body so that then acne as well is a huge one um yeah if you're someone that doesn't drink like two three liters of water a day your kidney function's obviously not going to be working optimally correct because our kidneys are responsible for filtering urine so if yeah and do they do they require like constant fluid going through it to make sure that the liver is actually healthy or Uh, not not so much to make sure the liver is healthy but to make like to make sure our body's healthy and it is excreting those toxins so what the liver more looks after the kidneys oh really so is your kidney only discreting toxins or is that right excreting yeah excreting toxins from fluids you drink or is it from no, anything. from everything, ah, but right. it just that's the way it filters it is through urine. Ah, right. So they're all kind of working so, together. Yeah. So then, like, so our kidneys are responsible for filtering it via urine. Our skin's involved in doing it via sweat. Our right. lymphatic system via our lymph nodes. Um, so your body's yeah. just trying everywhere it can to just get rid of toxins. Yeah, that's why I always tell people, especially people that 
are really hard on themselves. I'm like, if you only knew how hard your body was working for you at every single second, like, cause especially people that aren't so health conscious and really do pump their body full of garbage. It's like, you're still standing, you're still alive. And that's because that's because of these detoxification pathways. If mm. you drank alcohol and you didn't have a liver to detox that for you, you would get poisoning and you would die. Wow. Mm. So you can't obviously lose any of those vital organs. No. What about I, people who have bags? Do they go through kidneys? Like, as in bags replacing those know. organs? Oh, that's like replacing their bladder, isn't it? Yeah, I think they'd be... Oh, yeah, people have um, ones to replace their bladder because our bladder is just that like pull to hold the urine to say, okay. like, I'm ready and there's receptors in your bladder. Yeah. So that you, And then... Which sends to your brain to be like, oh, okay, I I need a mm. wee now. I'm quite full. <laughs> so, what are some what are some diseases that can be caused by not going to the toilet often? Yeah. Oh, a really common one is, especially in women, is urinary tract infections because um, our kidneys then flow into our urethra and then our bladder, and we uh, urinate. And if you're not urinating enough or you're holding onto your wee for too long to the point where it's painful, that puts strain on your bladder, then your urethra, then your kidneys, and you can get you can get kidney dysfunction from that because urinary tract infections can then infect your kidneys. If your, say, liver or kidneys are working overtime mm. because you're, you know, consuming tap water, what... <laughs> what, what is it like, because I imagine if it's working overtime for that, then it's obviously not doing something else. Yeah, uh, that's like with anything in our body. If we are putting too much attention somewhere, everything else is cut off. That's like with a lot of people who, when they're eating, but they're like on their phones or they're stressed out, it's like your your energy is all here. It's all in your brain mm. and you need to have that rest and digest to allow that blood flow to circulate through your digestive system and not be anxious or having a fight with someone or just be all up in your head because that just shuts off your digestive system. And then people have constipation and bloating and wind and all these other gut symptoms because they're not allowing the blood flow to their gut. So when you eat, you should be present. Always, yeah. And a really good way to... Like I understand a lot of people like do just like they have to eat at work and they have like a limited break or something. A really good way to just like calm it down straight away is to take three really deep breaths into your stomach. Like really try and distend your stomach when you're breathing. That really gets that blood flowing to your stomach. So then then you can eat. So if you're not, let's ask, if you're, not, if you're someone who's not sweating, what should they do? Water's a huge one, like consuming enough water. But then potentially if your kidney function isn't great, you may need to add a little bit of um, salt to your water, like mm-hmm. Celtic sea salt. Or What does salt do to water? Well, why should people add salt? And can you add too much salt? You, like if you're someone that consumes like takeaway pizza a lot of takeaway things that already contain a lot of salt i would be like i wouldn't do that but someone like me or you that has like three home cooked meals a day it's like i'm not adding excessive salt to the meal so it's like absolutely add some salt to your water Mm. and what salt does is it allows our body our cells to absorb that water so much better to really hydrate your cells 
because then your cells create um, nerve signals throughout your body to be like, okay, like all these action potentials are happening, like let's get everything firing. So we definitely need sodium because sodium is an electrolyte and electrolytes Mm. play so many functions throughout our body. Is there salt that you wouldn't add to your water and is there a preferred salt that you do add to water? So I would always recommend adding Celtic sea salt to your water because that is one of the most mineral rich it's unrefined which means it's like the difference between white sugar which is just like your regular saxa table salt Mm. and then something like coconut or rapidura sugar which is less processed it still contains all those minerals so it's it has like calcium phosphorus magnesium all those things that do help your cells and your nerve functioning so much better Mm. yeah rather than yeah just normal table salt i know some people who don't drink water all day like they drink coca-cola how are they still functioning (laughs) that's the thing like and that's why our body's so amazing like it will draw on because our body is like we do have a lot of fluid in our body and so it will take fluid from other areas of our body and where we don't want it to be taken from is our brain which is usually where it is so people will then get headaches and stuff because we are then depriving our brain and other parts of our body of water Mm. but if we are not replenishing that fluid our body does become inflamed so then like that's why hydration is so important for people who are concerned about weight management because our body's like sweet like we can like it'll this water binds to these toxins so we can excrete it via our urine and we are just decreasing the inflammatory load on our body by drinking water and flushing everything out and can you drink too much water like what would be considered too much water in a day (laughs) it's um it's individual because a lot of people like people that consume a lot of vegetables like like there is a lot of water in vegetables and fruit and like Mm. these plant-based kind of foods um but if you're then consuming a lot of like sodium rich foods and you're adding heaps of salt to your water uh, to your food sorry definitely drink more water to compensate for that but if your wee is ever clear you are that is a sign that you're drinking too much water like we no. don't want it clear, but we don't want it like fluoro yellow. We want it just like that pale yellow. Like that's very, like that's optimal urine. Right. What does it mean if you have too much? Like if your um, urine's clear. If your urine's clear, it's just you're then excreting too much. So because we, when we consume food, it has obviously a lot of nutrients and vitamins and minerals that our body needs to absorb. But if you're then drinking too much water, it's then being all excreted before it has time to integrate into our body. If someone has diarrhea, that's when we worry because it's like that's all happening far too quickly. Mm. We want a formed stool because if then there's fluid coming out with it as well, Mm. you are losing all of those electrolytes, especially, but vitamins and minerals as well. So what's a, what's a good way to rehydrate of salt and lemon, Mm -hmm. coconut water? Coconut water is an amazing one full of electrolytes, um, which again, are going to replenish magnesium stores and yeah, magnesium is, required for over 800 functions in our body like it is so vitally important and 
we are constantly in today's society depleting our bodies of magnesium like every time you drink a coffee you are depleting yourself every time you drink alcohol if you have a lot of hydrogenated or oxidized fats in your diet so you know like from vegetable oils like omega-6 fatty acids fast foods refined sugars refined grains all of those things really deplete our body of magnesium magnesium bars for your feet mm-hmm. is that because our like obviously our feet are absorbing feet, I, our feet absorb the most out of our skin or is our palms or our palms and our feet our palms and our feet yeah. so the best way to absorb magnesium is through your feet yeah so yeah if you can't submerge your whole body in a bath if you don't have access to a bath then a foot bath is amazing and you can literally put it under your desk pop your feet in an epsom salts bath and just like keep doing what you're doing right and why does magnesium help you sleep better magnesium upregulates serotonin serotonin being our happy feel-good neurotransmitter but serotonin then creates melatonin which we need for sleep right does that make sense Mm -hmm. and how does sleep then affect the whole detoxing process i imagine it has some impact yeah so sleep is our most restorative state and we if we are not getting adequate sleep we are not able to aid our body in helping these body systems function optimally so if you've ever had a really bad sleep and noticed that like you're ever like more hungry it's because you don't have as much energy and then if you're eating more you're putting more load onto your body to then um detox extra stuff that you're putting into your system sorry extra food that you are then consuming sleep's really important for like if we're not getting adequate sleep we increase our inflammatory markers in our body and inflammation inhibits those detoxification pathways as well so yes sleep is vital for everything so what i've learned today is the, the reason that I now understand why we should be concerned about detoxes mm. um, is because how is that juice detox actually having a beneficial impact on your kidneys, your liver, your skin, mm-hmm. your lymphatic system, skin? Oh, our bowels. Oh, and bowels. <laughs> I know when I go away and do Vipassana's, people always make a comment, oh, you're going to do a detox, but it's like... No, I'm not doing a detox, but it's funny <laughs> yeah. how we people throw that um, that word around so loosely when I suppose yeah, and I, what is the thing that you're doing? Like people, I think people look at it and go, okay, you're going to Vipassana to meditate, so you're having a detox from society. But that's mm-hmm. kind of, I feel like it's probably a different word that you would use. Yeah. And like, it's fine. But like, once you understand what detoxing actually is, you're like, oh, maybe I can find a better word. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thanks again. Hope you all learned something about detoxing and now you will ensure you're more conscious about how you, what you're doing in your day-to-day is impacting your liver, your kidney and the rest of your detox pathways. Mm-hmm.